0: Welcome to The Spirit World, answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly.
1: Well, hello there and welcome to the spirit world. I am Debbie Giorgiani with co-host religious demonologist Adam Bly and hopefully you today. We are live on coming up on the fourth Sunday of Advent. We're live today, so we expect your calls. We invite your calls. We have Lori and Carol in place ready to answer your calls. But Adam, before we begin talking about the very quick fourth Sunday of Advent,
2: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: So Adam, here's how it's going to work today. We are live. We have Lori Powell and Carol Herrera answering phones, and we are so excited about that because they do a fine job. We have Tim Mott, our producer at the controls. He's making us sound crystal clear. And now we need our Spirit World listeners to call in. We are live talking about loneliness, getting together with family around the holidays. It's kind of an open forum, but really about talking about the fourth Sunday of Advent, which Adam is going to share some details with us and also revisit the Advent challenge that he issued to all of us. And we'll talk about that as well. But we really want to hear from you. You're getting together with family Christmas is right here um, and you have so many events you've got to go to, bring gifts and get together. And what does that mean? Do you feel comfortable about that? Do you know, do you feel safe in the conversations you're having with family and friends? Are you feeling lonely during the holidays that you you wish you had more events to attend? Um, So call in and share with us, please. Here is the number. The lines are open, 877 757 9424. That's 877 757 9424. Adam, take it away.
2: Okay, Deb. So, really exciting time. Um, so, here we are. We've made it to this weekend, the fourth Sunday of Advent. The theme of this Sunday is love. And, you know, we, we can think about that as the love of God that is manifest in Jesus Christ. So, Advent is from the latin adventus meaning to come or to visit or to arrive and it's about jesus coming into our lives in a number of ways it's not just christmas so advent is about preparing for jesus both uh in terms of his physical incarnation into the world which we're going to celebrate on sunday so we we learn about that through the scriptures His true presence in the Eucharist to us, which we experience every time that we go to Mass and receive Communion. Our encounter with Him at our personal judgment when we die. And His second coming at the end of time when He returns to judge every person. So Advent is about preparing for Jesus in all of these ways. It's not just about waiting for Christmas, but it's really about preparing our hearts for Jesus to visit us in all the many ways that God reaches out to us every day, but in a particular way through Jesus Christ. Now, as we've mentioned before, and I think a lot of us know, Advent is a 40-day fast. It's a preparation for Christmas that is similar to the 40-day preparation before Easter that we call Lent. Traditionally, during these times of preparation, we pray, we repent of our sins, we fast, and we do charitable acts. Now, on our show here, Deb, as, as you know, We've issued kind of a particular version of those challenges for us to break it down to something very simple and and hopefully doable. And that was for each week to read one of the four Gospels, to really try to root out and defeat one sin that we've been struggling with in our life, third, to really try to forgive one person who has hurt us in some way. Now that's assuming it's a safe relationship to have those conversations, and of course, And then fourth, to do one significant personal act of kindness to another person. So what is is that really about? What is that amounting to? What we're saying here and what the church is saying is that Advent is not just about passively waiting for Christmas to get here and for God to give us Jesus. It's not about us just sitting back and waiting for that. Scripture shows us that we do have to wait on God. And things are done in God's time, not our schedules. However, that waiting is usually because we are not yet ready. That lack of readiness can come in different ways. It's a lack of readiness. And excuse me, I'm getting over COVID. It's a lack of readiness to receive what God wishes to give us. We usually think that we're a good person, that we're basically spiritually mature. But unfortunately, as with a lot of things in life, that's kind of a rationalization for most of us. Most of us, we are having difficulties and troubles, and we have more growth to do. So firstly, of course, as we've said many times, and the Church teaches us, we need to avoid mortal sin, violating one of the Ten Commandments. But Scripture tells us to go beyond this. Scripture talks about, you know, a faith that is without works, a passive faith, where we're not exercising that faith, is dead. That's James 2, 26, of course. Scripture also tells us that servants of the Lord, us, are to use the gifts and graces that God has given us to good effect. We see that in Matthew 25, 23. So Scripture is telling us not just to sit back, but to constantly work on our own conversion and then to do good things in the world with the gifts that God has given us, which is expressed in our conversion in a sense. So this is a preparing for Jesus to enter our lives in one of those four ways, the physical incarnation that we celebrate, his true presence in the Eucharist, we're gonna meet him when we die and go to our personal judgment, and we're gonna meet him again at the final judgment when he returns and everybody is raised up. So this is a time to prepare for all of those things not just for Christmas it's a time to seek holiness and use our gifts wisely we're not to be passively waiting and assuming that we're good enough we are always to strive for more Mm -hmm. you know Deb one Mm -hmm. thing a a priest friend told me many years ago that has always stuck with me uh, when we were talking early on he said think of holiness as a mountain that is before you that you will never attain the peak That you're always moving up the mountain, but you're never arriving, because holiness is endless, conversion is endless. Mm -hmm. So, during this time of preparation, we need to take action, we need Mm -hmm. to do things, and we are going to encounter the Lord. We're going to encounter him in a particular way in the Eucharist, at our judgment. We're going to encounter him in a particular way at Christmas, in recollection of his incarnation. And we want to in the meantime and throughout the year be faithful, be diligent, so that we hopefully will hear those words that we've read, well done, good and faithful servant, when it's our time to go. Because ultimately, Deb, and you know, in our private conversations, so many times you've you've focused on that. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to get to heaven. Yeah. You know, the ultimate goal is for all of us to get to heaven and for those that have, you know, been put in our lives to help them get to heaven. And so Advent is part of that. It's part of moving towards Jesus, which ultimately is about getting us to heaven, which is where God wants us to be.
1: Amen. First, I wanna say, um, you get a gold star OK, because a lot of radio hosts that are um, dealing with COVID and coming off of COVID, they would have said, hey, we need to do a recorded show. But not you, Adam Bly. You said, no, we're going live today, the day before um, the fourth Sunday of Advent. And so I just want to say kudos to you. Way to go. You're hanging in there. And uh, we're all praying that you get better uh, very fast because um, COVID, you know, it has lingering effects. And so we don't want that for you. Um, so you're, that was a great um opening um segment talking about advent and love and this this advent challenge that you issue to all of us so here's what i'm going to ask our spirit world listeners first i want to say that if you're listening to catholic radio you probably are listening to maybe some recorded shows because a lot of radio hosts this is the time that they take their um time with their families and they are um taking a little breather before they come back live again with all of us um, but not us. We are live today, the day before the fourth Sunday of Advent. It's a very quick fourth, <laughs> fourth week of Advent. Very quick, like twenty-four hours. Um, but uh, it's, um, it's amazing. So we're talking about love and and the love that we share with our families, the love we want to increase with our families. Mm-hmm. But that that requires us um, interacting with our with our family members, whether we do that through cards or gestures or being there in person, and that takes an effort and time and and. Um, Um, It takes our, um, you know, our our commitment to our families. Let's talk about it, okay? We're going into Christmas and the New Year's and uh, celebrations, and we are going to be interacting with people that we know and love. Some people we don't like that much because they can be a bit um, high maintenance or toxic, But let's talk about that as well and what the goal is, the goal to get everyone to heaven and to really focus on that. And we've got comments coming in. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about how the demons, um, how they respond to various holidays. Holy Days, Adam, we'll be talking about that. So here's a couple ways that our listeners can um, communicate today with all of us and be on air. The first one is to call Lori and Carol you can call the number 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. Okay, put down that coffee, the hot chocolate, uh, the uh, wrapping of gifts, and the shopping. Put it, put it aside for a couple minutes and call us. There goes the phones. That's the way to do it. Or you can always email us, tsw at grnonline.com. Another way to interact with us and communicate very quickly is through Facebook. All you have to do is like us on Facebook at The Spirit World Podcast. But we are live today talking about getting together with family during the holidays, or maybe you're feeling lonely. We can talk about that as well. We're here together journeying together as the mystical body of Christ. So Amen. please call in and, and stay with us today live on The Spirit World. We'll be right back.
3: Contact us at standhalltoday.com.
4: We're often told that so long as sexual activity is performed between consenting adults, there's nothing morally wrong with what's done. Is this a reasonable way of morally evaluating sexual behavior? I don't think so, and here's why. First, such reasoning justifies disturbing acts like that of Orman Mivus, who butchered and ate a willing victim that responded to an advertisement placed on the Internet. I don't think we want to say consensual cannibalism is okay. Second, the assertion arbitrarily picks consent as the only aspect of nature's design for sex as having any moral significance. If we must reverence nature's design for consensual sex, then why is it okay to not reverence nature's design for procreation? If it's okay to reject one, well, then it's okay to reject the other. So rather than reverencing consensual sex, this argument undermines it. I'm Corlo Brusord with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com.
0: The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com
1: phone calls are coming in that is a great sign that means you love that we are live the day before the fourth Sunday of Advent. And uh, we love to be with the Spirit World listeners and supporters. You guys are amazing. So call in. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. Here is the number, 877-757-9424. And you will speak to Carol or Lori. They are just wonderful to talk to. We got to speak with them before the show started. And we just had a great conversation. We have the best conversations right before and after the show as well maybe we can do some video of that someday that would be a lot of fun for our listeners to hear some of the topics that we cover off air adam but um adam real quickly before we get to sylvia and uh, the others uh, that are waiting and being screened right now there is a couple open phone lines 877-757-9424 if you'd like to talk about getting together uh, with family around the holidays or maybe you're feeling kind of lonely and you just feel like well you don't really want to get together with anybody because you're just not feeling up to it, let's talk about it. Let's really explore this together as the body of Christ. We, When one of us is rejoicing, we're all rejoicing. When one of us is hurting, we're all hurting. So always remember that. It's the mystical body of Christ. So please call in or like us on Facebook at The Spirit World Podcast. Or again, uh, you can email us, tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, um, on-air confession, Adam. I took on your challenge, your Advent challenge. I still have uh, today and tomorrow. I did really. I was so proud of myself. All of the four um, challenge, the the uh, four weeks. You broke it down to read one one of the four uh, Gospels each week. Um, try to root out a a, a difficult and a sin. You know that you struggle with. Really try to forgive one person. Um, and do a significant or, or personal act of kindness of charity to another person. So I did really well on all of it, all of them, except for I'm a little bit behind on <laughs> reading the Gospels. Okay, just a little bit, but I'll, I'll play catch up. I'm a speed reader, so there you go. Um, but I, I loved your Advent Challenge for two All of Us. And it really got me to think deeply. You know how much I love love Advent, and it and it changed me from the inside out. It really mm. did. And so I want to thank you so very much for issuing uh, the challenge to all of us. And I hope our Spirit World listeners did uh, take you up on the challenge and go deeply during Advent. But here's the question that came in, which is sort of in line with this, but it's interesting. So in the in the uh, work that you do, Adam. Uh, You're a religious demonologist. Tell us, are the demons more active around certain holy days? That was the question that just came in.
2: Well, Deb, in the sense that the devil very much wants to distract us from Jesus, from God. (coughs) He wants to get our focus off of God during the holy days. And, And holy days, of course, are times that we give a special focus to our spiritual life in God. And so in that sense, they put on as much of a show and kick up as much dust as possible just to distract us from what we should be doing. Um, I wouldn't say that, you know, that they're any more active in terms of temptation. Who knows? Because everything isn't revealed. But certainly um, they want us to focus on division, you know, drama, distraction, as opposed to focusing on Christmas. I, I would say in that sense, they are.
1: Okay, so a follow up question to that. I have this. You mentioned a few times that they're they're not omnipresent, right? They're not right. all everywhere all the time. So when right. do they when do they show up? <laughs> Are there certain times that they just, you know, mm-hmm. pop pop into various situations?
2: Yeah. So, you know, again, everything isn't revealed, but we we do know from Thomas Aquinas that they're not everywhere. Only God is everywhere. Um, and in terms of showing up in a particular way, you know, we think of um, like the cure of ours, you know, the stories of Satan sitting in the rocking chair in his bedroom, and he wakes up and looks over and says, oh, it's you, and rolls over and goes back to sleep, you know. Um, these are these particular manifestations. Now, during the exorcisms, I think that they're, they seem to be, this is just based on observation, it isn't uh, a teaching of of anybody, but from observation, they seem to be present um, in a particular way in that body at that time. But again, Thomas Aquinas tells us that an angel is like light that can illuminate many rooms simultaneously. So if you think of sunlight, it illuminates many rooms and many houses simultaneously. And so I don't think they're limited to only appearing or acting through one person, mm-hmm. but they're not everywhere. They're not so, okay. but, and you know, there are kind of an exception to this, um, the boss downstairs, which I'm not going to give him the honor of saying his name, you know, uh, on the air and here we are at Christmas, but the boss downstairs seems to be, uh, from what I can tell, present only in a particular way at one place at one time. And that's based on a number of times of seeing interactions related to him. So maybe he's kind of an exception. I'm not sure, though.
1: So again, just to reiterate what you have been saying many, many times and telling us to focus on God. Oh, yeah. Don't don't put so much attention on the demons. Focus on God only. And that's really important. Yeah. Um, Okay. So we're going to go to the phones. Adam, if it's okay with you, unless you want to say anything else about the very short fourth week of Advent.
2: (laughs) You know, just just to be patient and kind to people. This is a tough time of year for mental illness, for personal struggles, for emotions in the family, for a lot of people. This is a good time to to be patient and charitable in our dealings with other people. That's all I would say.
1: Okay, beautiful. Uh, we do have um, an open phone line if you'd like to jump in. We are live today. Uh, please call us if you have something to share about getting together with families or if you're feeling that sense of loneliness or if you're something in between, if you want to ask a question about uh, demons or, or the holy angels, please do so. This is your show, The Spirit World. But you got to call in because this hour moves very, very quickly. 877 877- 9424. seven nine four two four. We're very friendly here, so please call in. And up first is Sylvia, and Sylvia is in San Antonio, Texas, on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Sylvia. Welcome to the Spirit
5: World. Yes. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Go right ahead. So, my question. Yes, yeah, my question is about um, that I was. Uh, Explaining to the lady who answered the phone that I'm a hairstylist and and then I did the business with my sister, but it didn't work. And then our relationship kind of went like, and we were really close. And then, um, sorry, I'm a little nervous. And so right now, so then we tried again last year because I felt bad, like. She was struggling with money, and because she doesn't speak English, and other many things like it's um like it doesn't help on her business. So I say okay, I go with her, help her. But the problem with her is like she's very big doing for everything. Like she goes to people who read the cards, um, Santeria, those those things. So. And I told her, if we're going to be together and you still believe in those things, leave it in your house. Don't bring it here. But she didn't listen to me. So it was like we were together for only like a month and something, and I have to. And I was in my heart, I was like, God is bigger. Like, it's not like I was not worried about like feeling um, afraid for those things because I was feeling like God is bigger, more powerful than those things, but it was just conflict with her, because she was, like, just doing things, and I was taking things, and she was putting things. So now, again, it's the time that she comes, and I feel bad because she's going through a divorce and things, and she's like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't have any money. But um, So then... She tells, like, she makes me feel bad, so I want to help her. And But I, when, whenever she say those things, I never say anything. I, know, I want to say, yes, let's do it again together. But then one part of, of me is like, no, it's going to be the same.
2: Okay, Sylvia. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry that that's going on. That, that is a difficult situation. I think that, you know, you did the right thing in terms of having a strong boundary with not bringing um the pagan stuff the santeria the divination um any of those things into your home because you know your home or your business that you own you have authority over that so you have a right to say you know whatever your religion is you're free to do that but you're not free to bring uh that into this space that you have authority over and i think you have to you do have to hold that boundary so, I think that's a that's a healthy thing. I don't know Deb. I'd like to hear what you you think on that too. Um, oh I go think, ahead, go ahead I think,
1: Deb. I think Sylvia has every right to to hold those boundaries, um especially yeah. during these very difficult times that we're in. Sylvia, we're trying to maintain relationships with our with our friends and family members. We love them, we care about mm-hmm. them. we want them to get to heaven, but we certainly don't want them to pull us away from God because of their um Either what they're dabbling in, or their ignorance, or their understanding of things, or their way of life, right? So it's it's a dance that we have to have to do to be able to navigate this. And I think you have every right, it, through through a great uh, charity, to share your feelings and your thoughts about how you conduct your spiritual life. I, I when you say Adam, she mm-hmm. has every right to share.
2: Yeah, and Sylvia, this is just an idea. Maybe you could have a talk that. If you if you you two are going to consider doing this a third time, trying it a third time, that she has to agree ahead of time to absolutely yes. Yes. not bring any of this into the into the business, into your home, to not you know bring it up. Don't try to you know convert people or encourage that stuff, and see if she's willing to make that commitment before yeah. you even consider trying right. it again.
1: Yeah, and share with her you're doing it God's way, not the pagan way. You're doing it God's way. I
5: think that there's nothing wrong
2: with mm-hmm. that. What
1: do
5: you say, Sylvia? Real quick. Okay, so I was gonna say that I think it's a lot of ignorance because I was I was like hurt before, but I had a conversion in 2018. I went to a spiritual retreat and it was just like a 360 degree change. so mm-hmm. I pray I mean to God every day. So I try to tell them, you know like, um, that they're on that way because it's ignorance that they're not bad people, but they're just in this urge to have happiness and whatever, like, you know, like, because when I see it back, it's like, you go to these people and you go like, oh, the first Friday of the month to do like a cleanse, to have good luck, blah, blah, blah. And now I know like the first Friday of the month, we go to... um console the heart of Jesus mm-hmm. so now I see everything like people's we were just ignorant, and people take advantage of that.
1: Well, and- well, Sylvia, you make a really good point. See, that's why I brought that word up, and that's beautiful. And this is just my, my opinion on this. Let's see what Adam has to say before we go to the break. Um, Sylvia's being asked, maybe tapped by God and placed to be an influence, a good influence, because she went through a conversion experience. She um, was enlightened and informed. And she moved on. She she has every right, don't you think, Adam, to be that leader and that influence in her family.
2: Yeah, and you know, it, it really fits with uh it fits with Advent. So a thought, Sylvia, would be to go to adoration, you know, if you can find adoration near you. And if I were you, I would go to adoration, spend an hour and offer that for your sister pray for yes. her yes fervently during that hour talk with jesus about her and the situation just have a regular conversation with jesus whether it's in your mind or softly spoken pray ask him to give her the same conversion that he gave you out of love for her and love for her that this christmas she might encounter him in a new way and of course as you're at mass offer you know during the prayers that are that are said for the community there in your mind when they say in the prayers we hold in the in the silence of our hearts pray for your sister at mass also
5: i love that what do you say sylvia before we go into break yes i do that every day like for my whole family and the whole world to have a conversion yes Mm -hmm. beautiful
1: beautiful well you're the leader uh they need in your in your family way to go sylvia we'll be praying i put you in the prayer book so thank you so much for calling in today on the spirit world And wishing you an early Merry Christmas. You hear the music, we are going to hit that pause button when we come back. More uh, going to the phones, uh, hearing from our Spirit World listeners. You can jump in on the action, but you got to go quickly. Don't hesitate any longer. 877 757 9424, talking about getting together with our families and our friends and our neighbors and our fellow parishioners during the holidays. Very important discussion we're having here on the the spirit world please join us we'll be right back and Alicia Hernan with a Messy Family Minute. My mother raised 10 children, and now she has over 45
3: grandchildren all over the country. That's a lot of marriages, children, and relationships to be worried about, but she's adopted a wise saying that we will give to you, worrying is against
6: my
4: religion. Kids are absolutely unpredictable, and the media tends to fill our minds with the latest crisis. Concerns for our kids is good because we want to protect them.
7: But we have to recognize that there are things we cannot control. Those things belong to God. When we take responsibility from God for things that we can't control, that causes worry.
3: In Matthew 6, our Lord says to us very clearly that he knows all of our needs and he does not want us to worry about tomorrow. He doesn't promise us an easy life of rainbows and
1: sunshine, but he does say he will always be with us no matter what difficulties we
3: may encounter. For more encouragement and insight, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org.
1: Stand Tall is now offering advanced group coaching sessions with master coaches highly trained in life skills. Visit StandTallToday.com and register for one of our upcoming group coaching events. These virtual opportunities are designed to take you to the next level of life in your relationships, career, faith walk, and so much more. Space is limited. Hurry to StandTallToday.com and sign up for one of our advanced group coaching sessions. StandTallToday.com.
0: The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw@ at grnonline.com
1: okay the fourth sunday of advent love is the theme uh, starts tomorrow and then we go into christmas and then looking ahead adam on the last saturday of 2023 we will be live again and we are going to be looking ahead to the new year and spiritually preparing for the new year. It's gonna be a fabulous live broadcast next Saturday. That's next Saturday, but you gotta join us today because we are live today and you can still call in. There's time. Uh, Lori, I see, has her hand on um, the phone ready to answer and she's got her headset on. So does Carol. So they're ready to go. If you wanna call in at 877 757 9424, we're talking about getting together with family today. Um, for the Christmas holiday, and also loneliness during this time, because there's a lot of loneliness. A lot of people feel disconnected, estranged, alienated, uh, all sorts of things from their families and friends, and it's tough. It really is tough. But let's hear what our dear friend Adam Ron has to say in Los Angeles, California, listening on EWTN.com. Hi, Ron. Welcome to The Spirit World. Good
7: morning, you two, and thank you for taking my call. My are you, quick question: How are you doing? Is,
1: Let me first ask you, how are you doing? We've been praying for you.
7: I've been on the floor this morning, and I finished praying the Chaplet of Divine Mercy prior to the start of the show. Mm. And uh, with a quick uh, tale of a prayer of uh, banishment for all evil, uh, all demons within. If this is a, an attack, mm. this past week has been real hard uh, yeah. with the vertigo. Yeah. My no, question is: okay. Go right ahead. I know Deb, you know me, and I very grateful for your prayers uh, and all those who know about my situation. But as a homebound uh, person at 63 and scattered family across the country, uh, there is issues of loneliness and um, spending more time in gripe versus gratitude of God's gifts of my life and all that he's given me to date. Um, I have tried to figure out how best to stay focused on God uh, the Christmas season, Christ's birth, in particular, uh, because of this time, and so I—I uh, I don't know if there's more that I can do, but I do know that there are times that it's very hard to focus on the 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 afterlife, if you will, because right now, as as I struggle for things of this life, I'm more in the struggle for the after, the eternal life that's yet to come, and I want to make sure that I'm ready for god to call me
2: well ron um i mean first off i would say you you've received and cooperated with a lot of grace because it sounds like you know you're praying the fact that you want that closeness with god in spite of the human struggles that can be very distracting is a grace so you are striving you are trying and that's all we can do now, we are supposed to run the race to the very end, as you know, Paul tells us, we, we don't stop, but you are moving. So I wouldn't feel um, deficient or dejected right now, based on the little bit that I know about you from, from you talking just now. Um, these are all indications that grace is working in your life and you're cooperating with it. So it's life is going to be hard, and this season of life towards the end for for most of us is is really difficult and there's there's extra challenges there just from kind of a psych standpoint um i would just offer perhaps in order to kind of get out of sitting and thinking and 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 dwelling on the past and maybe leading into spinning thoughts about you know that can lead to anxieties and feeling down i would say do things to get out of your head and maybe focus, I know it sounds simple and trite, but to look at uh, movies about the the Holy Family, movies about this time of year, um, documentaries uh, centered around Christmas and the reality of Jesus, um, things that the saints have told us to basically kind of get your mind out of just sitting and going internal, and to get focused out on the Lord in addition to the prayer that you're doing, sometimes that that can be helpful, because I know when I just sit and think, you can kind of get a little bit in a funk, um, and it can be helpful to kind of get the focus outside. But that's, I know that's a simple thing, but that's just a thought, Ron.
7: Well, for the last 23 years or so, I've been a family member of EWTN, and so from shortwave to radio, to television broadcasting, I've been very uh, very absorbed in a lot of what has been put before me, which is mm-hmm. why I've been able to come back to the church and have been who I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times when yeah, I, I, the illnesses and things that happen like this week are very distracting and can be discouraging and other issues uh, related to that.
2: Yeah, and with illnesses and and pains and difficulties, physical pains and whatnot, you know, it's it's simple and easy to say to offer things up, right, Deb? But the the deeper part of that is to be okay with the fact that it's distracting to be in pain and to have these illnesses. It's okay right. if that takes a lot of your mental energy away, but you still offer that up and you say, you know, Lord, you've chosen, you know, you've chosen to give me this in your providence. Uh, please accept whatever. Uh, difficulty I'm having and my struggle to stay with you in spite of it for the grace of people that are unrepentant or maybe for a family member to offer that back to to Christ mm-hmm. through the cross and through the you know his suffering to try to transform that and bring good out of it i think right. deb can you tell me no, your thoughts on that?
1: That's that's that was excellent and I would just say Ron from from a life skill uh, standpoint a little tip and tool is is not to look in the rearview mirror and not to go too far ahead just try to stay one day at a time, one moment at a time and just know that most people navigate life that way. Most people do. It's one step at a time, and and Ron, feel the prayers because the prayers are powerful, they're effective, and um, you know we we may not be physically sitting side by side with each other, but we are. Um, we are there with each other mystically and, and with our, our guardian angels and we're connected. The network on the other side of the veil is very, very busy connecting and making sure that they are ministering to us. So it's, I think it's important that we feel that, that mystical sense of connection, Ron, and you have it, you have it through EWTN. Okay. We love you. We know you're strong. And if you just take it one day at a time, we just keep moving ahead. What do you say?
7: I've been doing that to the best of my ability. Um, I, yes, I, my mind can pick up the recorder and start playing back all the the damage that I've received over my lifetime. Right. But I do know, as as I draw near to the time when Christ or God will call, and say, you know, come time to come home, I am trying to do my best to, mm-hmm. at least, pr- try to intentionally forgive those who had uh, given me problems over my lifetime. I have tried to stay focused on the day at a time because I know I can't go before and after because I can only deal with what's in front of me now. Right. So I'm very much aware of that and being in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just there are moments when it is just overwhelming and it's been difficult, but <laughs> I'm very grateful that EWTN and, and other Catholic resources are available to me. The the friendships, those that I've met, those that I haven't met, mm-hmm. um, that I've developed over the last 23 years, including yourself, Debbie, Debbie and um, mm-hmm. and others. I'm very yeah. grateful for those friendships and those prayers that have been exchanged. And there are definitely times when I have thought consciously of offering up whatever I'm de- going through, and hoping that it will help someone else that I know who's in such a place or in worse conditions as I am health-wise. Right. And I know of one particular one person in particular that I've heard the good news of reco- you know some recoveries and levels in the right direction. So I'm very grateful to hear those as well.
1: Good. Good, Well, we all stay the course. We stay focused. Like Adam always says that, Ron. He always tells me all the time off air, Debbie, stay focused. And that's what we just have to keep working on. And it's very, very important, but we have each other to lean on. And that's the reason why we, we chose to do, do this show live this weekend for this exact reason. So Ron, thank you thank you for sharing from your heart um we'll we'll ramp up the prayers for sure and keep us posted on how you're doing and god bless you and i i know i'm i just have to say it a, a, a merry christmas early merry christmas to you ron and
7: blessed remaining advent and merry early christmas to both of you as well
2: thank, thank you ron god thank bless you thank you ron
1: that was a beautiful call okay we're going to go to carol and uh, Carol is up next in Fredericksburg, Virginia, on the EWTN app. Hello, Carol. Welcome to the Spirit World.
6: Hello. Thank you. Merry Christmas to both of you and all of the listeners. Um, I hope I'm calling the right place because (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a Spirit World situation or if it's a, um, a situation that needs of uh, um, some kind of a technician that knows about digital clocks, or what? But maybe you can help me and point me and let me know I'm not absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> I had a friend of mine; we were doing a project together. So he came over and he's sitting with his laptop in my dining room. I'm sitting with my laptop in my living room, and all of a sudden he says, "Carol." And I said, yes. And he said, um, do you hear the women talking? And I said, yeah. I think, you know, there's a hall on the other side of of uh, the wall that's my kitchen, and it goes to the elevators. And I think that they're probably there. They ran into each other, and they know each other, and they're talking. Isn't that right? He said, no, Carol they're talking all right, but they're in your kitchen. And I said, no, I see my kitchen. There's not anybody in my kitchen. And he said, wrong. Go to your kitchen, please. (laughs) And I said, okay. So I went to my kitchen and I had this little digital clock, uh, electric clock that's on the counter. It, It doesn't do any alarms or anything. It doesn't talk it doesn't do anything but show digital numbers. but there are these two voices are in the clock absolutely are in the clock and they're talking about the good old times when they lived somewhere or other. they were they were having a an old friendship talk and, and I was freaked. I thought oh my goodness sake, I grabbed the plug out of the wall thinking maybe that would stop it no, they're still talking. And it's not something that's battery operated either. So why are they still talking? And then I freaked out and I threw it in my garbage bag and wrapped my garbage bag up. And I went outside my door and stuck my my garbage bag in front of my door and called the a nice teenager that's across the hall from me, and I said, honey, would you mind taking my garbage bag to the garbage for me? I'd really appreciate it. He said, sure. So we could hear the talking outside in the garbage bag. Now, he came and picked it up and took it to the garbage. He heard them, and later he said, you must have thrown away some kid's toy or something because... Those women were talking, talking, talking all the way to the garbage. What was that? Is that something that might happen normally?
2: Mm. Huh. Well, Carol, um, uh, that that's, I mean, of course I can't know for sure. I was going to ask, did it continue to to seem to be making those sounds when it was outside of the house Um, in terms of debunking, whether it was something else in the kitchen? The kind of the bottom line with things like this, Carol, is if nothing else happens, just let it go. It could have been, yeah, it could have been something weird electrical, like it was picking up a radio signal. Like you'll hear of some people with metal fillings in their teeth can, you know, um, kind of barely hear radio signals because the metal's picking up radio. You'll hear stories like that. Sometimes circuitry can be malfunctioning and maybe it was picking up something. Um, If there's nothing else going on that's strange, I would just assume that it was some weird glitch and let it go and stop worrying about it. Um, if it was spiritual, there would be other things going on in the in your home. There would be other strange things going on.
6: Nothing else happened. Nothing. Right,
2: right. So, and that clock had been there for a long time. Is that never. right?
6: Yeah, it has been. Uh huh. It was yeah. there for about six years. It yeah. never never gave me a problem.
2: Right. So, I don't think it was spiritual because if you had brought it in. You know, say you brought in some strange object and, and suddenly there was voices around it, you know, and maybe it, it came from a bad source and, you know, somebody had cursed it or done something to it. That would be one thing. But a clock that's been there for six years doesn't just suddenly become cursed and start manifesting. So I would really lean towards it. That was some weird glitch and just let it go.
6: Oh, that makes me feel so much better. Thank you so much. Oh, sure <laughs> thank you been kind of weighing on me like should i be asking for help
2: (laughs) no just just yeah let it go and and focus on christmas
6: okay thank you and merry christmas to both of you
1: you You carol oh thank you so much god bless you that was a beautiful call okay uh we are going to go to adrian adrian's in syracuse new york listening on the station of the cross hi adrian welcome to the spirit world Thank you for taking my call.
8: Happy Advent! Thank you. You, you as well. Go right ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, I spoke with your um, your receptionist, the person who answered the phone, and um, I mentioned to your receptionist that I simply would like to thank your coworker and yourself as well, of course, your coworker Adam, for I turned it kind of late to the show, maybe five after eleven, mm-hmm. um, but he was. Uh, saying how the holiday season could be very stressful for all of us, and in particular, um, the people with mental illness. And I just want to thank him for saying that and for remembering the people who have mental illness and um, speaking of them respectfully and in a loving, kind way. Um, Unfortunately, more so... Nowadays, than say, five, ten years ago, um, the people with mental illness are very much persecuted, um, you know, similar to how uh, some of the Catholics are persecuted, et cetera, by, I don't know, the, the political system, the world we live in lately. Um, and it's very sad because uh, we've been putting up with stigmatization for years, but now we have countries like Canada that would, that would like to euthanize us. And when we go for psychiatric help, they say, well, we don't have any doctors. Here's a paper. Would you like to be euthanized? And so, you know, it, it's very disturbing. Um, but um, God bless you, Adam, and <laughs> yourself as well, young lady. I, I'm very <laughs> good at names. Um, Debbie,
1: thank you. <laughs> I, I
8: just thank you. Thank you from Aww. the bottom of my heart because I love the folks that are, um, have mental illness and I would lay down my life for them. Um, but anyway, um, thank you. That's all I need to say.
1: Oh, well you're, you're wonderful. Thank you so much uh, for gracing this conversation today. And, and Adam, you got the, uh, wonderful compliments today.
2: Oh, well, nothing's deserved anything good is God. Um but thank you Adrian. I mean, I'm sensitive to mental illness. I I've worked in the the prison system here in Pennsylvania for for a number of years working in psychological services and I've seen, you know, the suffering that uh, that uh that can bring. So, yeah, it is an an important time of year to pray for and maybe do something kind for the mentally ill because this is usually a particularly hard time for them.
1: Absolutely. Okay. We will do it and keep everybody in prayer. Thank you so much, Adrian. Thank you. Call us again on The Spirit World. We're going to go to Carrie real quickly in Midland, Texas, listening on Guadalupe Radio Network. We're going to squeeze you in, Carrie. Take it away.
9: Hi, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I My daughter is really into witchcraft and all of that stuff, and they're doing the 12 days of Yule at their house, which they started on winter solstice, and we're spending Christmas with them, and I keep hearing things like how, you know, Christians co-opted Christmas, and, uh, you know, it was a pagan holiday, and just all of that stuff, and she's of course raising the kids to believe all of this. Although our five-year-old grandson does go to mass with us, and he loves it, but my oldest granddaughter, you know, she's all into Harry Potter, and she's you know, all into what basically what her mom believes. And I'm just wondering, like, how do I respond when I hear all the time how, you know, we've co-opted Christmas and all of that?
2: Okay, Carrie. So, yeah, um, with family situations like this, it's difficult. So kind of the bottom line is you often need to just persevere in prayer, sometimes for years, and wait for them to come around and, and wait for God to give them the grace to wake up to the reality of this stuff. We've talked about witchcraft on the show before um, in terms of the real origins of it, and maybe you could do a search for that podcast, that recording, because witchcraft is not an ancient pre-Christian um, quote-unquote religion at all. It's a concoction of uh, Gerald Gardner, an Englishman, in the 60s combining Freemasonry, Aleister Crowley's Black Magic, and his own stuff um, and and making it up based on um, this Lady Margaret Murray who had a false theory that was in the Encyclopedia Britannica for a long time but then was retracted as being baseless. So basically it's been made up out of uh, whole cloth. It's not real and the idea that it's uh, the true religion and all of that just is not true. So so maybe you could share that with them, but honestly, a lot of people just don't want to hear it, and it's a matter of prayer and perseverance. Um, I would hold a boundary about not bringing, you know, their accoutrements, uh, their objects into your home, but I wouldn't break up the family. I would try to be there and be loving. You, it's it's uh, it's on you to correct them and provide correction, but don't. I would say don't break up the family. What do you mm-hmm. think,
1: Deb? Um yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um but you also said in a previous broadcast that um if if we are to eat anything that that, that people that are practicing this stuff, we should always say grace before we eat anything or consume anything, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, because okay. they've sometimes done little rituals over it.
1: Okay, Carrie, I hope that helps. I wish we had more time, um, but maybe you could look up that, uh, that podcast and, and, um, and that may help you when you're interacting with your, with your daughter. Okay, Louie, uh, 30 seconds in from Gainesville, Georgia, listening on ewtn.com. Real quick, we got 30 seconds, but I wanted to squeeze you in. Take it away.
4: Okay, honey, I'll hurt quick as I can. Probably gonna put you
7: on the spot. I've studied at the Catholic Church for years. I want to know: Did the original Christmas season start out as Christ Mass, and then they dropped the S off the end and pushed it together to make Christmas?
2: <laughs> uh, Louis, I'll look into it, but I just don't know for sure. But yes, uh, originally it would have been a mass so it's very likely that that's the case that there was two s's and that the secular version of the holiday essentially became uh dropping the one s and making it one word that's very likely but we'll we'll check into it
1: well and we're live next saturday louis so we will do our deep dive research on this and and if you listen next saturday you'll get an answer okay
2: Yes, ma'am. If I'm alive, I'll try to listen. God bless you. (laughs) God bless you, Louie. God willing,
1: you better be alive, Louie. Thank you so much from Gainesville, Georgia. Well, you hear the music. What a great live Spirit World broadcast, talking about uh, getting together with family around the holidays. Adam, final words on uh, the fourth Sunday of Advent.
2: Just God bless you all in this conclusion of Advent, and God bless your conversion with lots of grace
1: beautiful we want to thank the show team Tim Mott does a great job as our producer we want to thank Carol and Lori wow you guys answering the phones and we want to thank the spirit world listeners you guys are amazing so until next Saturday when we are live again for Adam Bly I'm Debbie Giorgiani wishing you a very Merry Christmas we'll see you real soon